0: Here's a check for $39,000. Here's another one for $18,000. I'm gonna share with you how I made $57,000 in 15 days flipping houses without ever buying it or fixing it up. It's called wholesaling. And you don't need cash, credit, or a license to actually get started. Intro. details and all the tips and all the secrets and all the tricks on exactly how I'm able to get these deals done okay for those of you who's new to the channel welcome to the Wholesale to Million family where I teach you how to wholesale houses without ever buying or fixing them up you don't need cash or credit or a license to actually get started making money wholesaling houses in your city okay or you can actually do it virtual which means i don't meet meet the seller i don't see the property i don't meet up with my buyer i'm able to do this completely all from the comfort of my own home or whether i'm on vacation or not i'll still be able to flip houses wholesale them all right without physically being there so how i got these deals is uh, is from prop streams so i went to Prop Streams. i'm gonna leave a link right in my description or just right below you can use my affiliate link to get a seven days free trial with them so I went on to the website and I pull a list of high equity absentee owner. They got to have at least 50% or more in equity for it to be on my list. So which means if the property's worth $100,000, they, they got to owe $1,000 or less. All right. So the, because the less they owe, the more room for you to negotiate. All right. To get them to come down on price. So my average deal side, my average wholesale deal size is between 20 to 25 G's on average. So I don't need to do a whole lot. To make 100 g's a month all right in some area you might you know in some area average wholesale deal is between five to ten thousand is because you gotta understand what market you're going into some market arv on a house is like you can buy a duplex for ten thousand twenty thousand in those kind of market your average deal size is probably going to be around that five thousand per wholesale so i typically when i pick a market I like to stay. Uh, I like to get into a market that the ARV is between 100 to 400 thousand, which means that'll give you enough spread right in there to, for you to be able to make these kind of wholesale fee. I mean, I have done a wholesale deal where I made over 100 G on just one wholesale deal, and it's not even an apartment; it's coming off of a single-family home. So, for those of you, if you if you're not familiar with prop streams, you can actually use the website. And you can zone in, and it'll show you all the hot area in your market. So whether it's in your own states or you go into a new state, but they have what's called a heat map. That heat maps allow you to see, all right, what are some hot market that you can actually dive in. Now, if I were you, I recommend that you stay in your own market, figure out the ARV, all right? You don't want to go, you don't want to be in a market that are... That price are half a million and above. You wanna stay within that spot, the bread and butter. You know, two to three hundred thousand, man, those are the best. Okay? So you wanna zone in and you wanna pick an area and you wanna farm and you wanna dominate it. You don't wanna jump around and spread yourself thin, especially for those of you who's starting out where you have a little bit of, like very little money, little cash to start, and you're just jumping all over the place. Basically, you're spreading your seeds out. So thin that it's hard for you to hook anything, right? Instead of you just zoning in and take your seeds and, and, and just dominate a, a certain area. So I go on there, I pull a list of high equity absentee owner, which means these are people that are, doesn't live in the property. It's either vacant or it's currently rented, all right? Both of these properties are rented to a renter. Now, I know some of you have issue with the whole COVID and being renter you know, being in the property, I run across this, this this situation when we try to market this deal out to our cash buyer. And I'll share with you exactly how to resolve that issue. Because some of the cash buyers said, hey Kong, the renter is currently in there, you know, with this whole COVID, it's hard to evict them. It takes so long. And, you know, it, it's hard. It, like, I don't want to tie my money up and can't do anything with the property. So I'm going to share with you exactly what you need to do to resolve that issue. So once I pull my list, of my targeted area of high equity absentee owner. I'm going to take that list and I'm going to move it over to what's called batchleads.io. So batchleads right there. batchleads.io forward slash WTM. You get a, you get 500 texts for signing up for $1. Okay. Now I take that over to batchleads. I'm going to skip trace to find the owner phone number. So right now the two main thing that we're doing in our company is text blast and cold call. So we cold call and we text blast. Maybe 10% direct mail. We really decrease our direct mail. It's because it's starting to getting so saturated, right? And and your cost per lead on direct mail is going to be a lot higher. So which means you have to spend a lot more money to actually get a deal from direct mail versus before when not a whole lot of people are doing direct mail. And to me, the fastest and the cheapest way to get in front of a seller is text messaging and co calling so both of these one of them came off of text message and one of them came off of cold calling and batch leads is where uh, it's where it's happened so you take that list you upload onto batch leads all right you push a button it will skip trace all the address that you upload turn it into it will get the seller contact info for you now some of them are correct some of them are not correct I don't care what company you use that it cannot be a 100% Accuracy you just need to take your list and you just need to upload it and pound the phone now if you have money You can go to call tools call tools is where I take the list of phone number I upload it onto that website and just one click it will call ten people at the same time So which means whoever picks up that's the person you get to talk to so it makes your time much more efficient Especially if you have a big list now, if you don't have any money you just gotta sit there and pound your phone one number at a time. No excuses. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. When I first started, I didn't have any of these programs, I didn't have any of these systems, and I'm still able to close deals. All right. So just punch one number at a time. But if you do have the money to spend, call tools is gonna make it much more efficient. Now, for those of you who don't know, I do have a team of eight to nine VAs. When I say eight to nine, because well, well, you know one of them is on part time eight to nine VAs that actually does everything for me. So they filter and qualify the leads, okay? They set appointment, they make offer, they do showing, all of that. So let's talk about the cold call. So the seller calls in, seller was motivated to sell the property. The reason why, because renter um, is not paying rent and he, they're not paying rent, they haven't been paying rent for the last couple of months already um, due to the whole covid and they're not willing to work with him on any kind of payment. They just stopped answering his call and not responding. Um, he said that his wife also went to the property, right? To talk to them, but they're, but they're not willing to talk. Now, for those of you, if you're renting a property or whatever it is, the best thing you can do is communicate with your landlord, communicate with them, work with them, especially if they're not going through a property manager. Right when you when you deal with property manager, it's a little bit tougher. But when you deal with the homeowner, it's a, they are a little bit more lenient and just talk to them and communicate. And that's what the seller is trying to explain to us is that these renters are not willing to talk. They're not willing to make any kind of payment, right? Not even a hundred dollars. So he's just tired of it and he wants to get rid of it. So got so my VA got him on the phone, locked the property up in a contract, and here's how we found the buyer once the property's under contract okay we send it out to you know obviously i've been doing this for the last past 10 years already so we have a pretty big decent cash buyers list now listen it's not about the number of buyers not about the amount of lists but it's the quality of your buyers because i know some people are like hey call i have a thousand lists of cash buyer but honestly how many of those really are legit like Do you understand what I'm saying? Like how many of them really actually pull the trigger and actually legit and buy the property? Not out of a 1,000, maybe you have 50 people. That's great. Or 20 people. All right. To me, if you have a good solid 20, 20 to 30 cash buyer, man, you're golden, right? You're like, you can now crank. You now can really produce deals after deals every single month. But always constantly working on building up that cash buyer list. Okay, it, it doesn't mean g- g- once you get to 20 or 30, you just stop growing. No, you constantly want to network, constantly build up your cash buyer list no matter what. Okay, because people go in and out of the game. So we send it out, we email and text blast out to our cash buyer. And here's how where I go to find all my cash buyer when I started. Okay, one is I network with all the local realtor. Two is I also go on Craigslist. Craigslist is punching We Buy Houses. There's going to be a bunch of investor and wholesaler. Majority of them is probably going to be wholesaler. But hey, network with them. You know, you have a deal. Maybe they all they have a buyer for your deal. So don't, don't push out the wholesaler. Work with them. Okay? Now, majority of people on Craigslist, probably a tire kicker. But there are legit buyers on there. Okay? Next one, BiggerPockets. BiggerPockets.com. Okay, another one. Meetup, meetup.com. Okay, uh, Facebook. Facebook Marketplace has been a really, really big for a lot of people that I've been hearing uh, where they find the buyers. So Facebook Marketplace, and there's another Facebook group called Wholesaling Houses Full Time. There's like over a hundred thousand members that's on there. Okay, I'm sure someone on there that's going to. Be, if your deal makes sense, you want to be able to find. A buyer or someone to work with on there. And you also want to hit up your local RIA. It's extremely important. For those of you who are starting out and you're like, well, where should I start? Well, I have over 900 videos for free. I'll show you exactly how to do it. You just need to go back and watch some of those videos, right? And try to put the puzzle together. The next best thing to start is your local RIA. Local RIA. These are where other investors, wholesaler, lender, private money, uh, rehabbers, right uh, attorney they actually go there to network so so those are some sites that i use to build my buyers network with realtor is huge a lot of you like oh i don't want to work with realtor this and that but realtors are big because they're always constantly networking right and building relationships so if you can hook up with some big player in the area right that actually work with investors man they're going to have so much buyer for you i i I now work with three to four three to four realtors very closely they bring me pocket listing which are deals that's not on the market and they also bring me cash buyer as well for my deal okay now set up showing if you're gonna do this virtually or maybe you're doing it in your city but you don't want to go show the property you have to you have to build foot on the ground which means you have to be able to find someone that can facilitate the showing for you. So when, when you fail a buyer, right, the next step that you need to do is set the, set an appointment for your buyers to go look at the property. So one, you got to prep your seller up, let them know that, hey, my contractor or my partner is going to be there. I typically say our my contractor, our contractor is going to be there to look at all the repairs. And then on your buyer's side, you tell them, hey, you're there on behalf of our company to look at all the repairs. Please don't discuss any price with the seller Right? can you do that and you have to qualify your buyers over the phone before you send them out make sure you feel comfortable with them because if they don't if listen if they're not legit like you can feel it on the phone right and then you have to have somebody that's going to be there to facilitate the showing on behalf of your company right so that way buyers and seller make sure they don't discuss price even though you prep them up already I okay and how you net and how you find foot on the ground is by networking with other wholesaler and see if they have a friend or a family in the area that can do that for you. My foot on the ground, he's a local investor as well, right? He does this kind of part time, and I do pay him to go out to see the property. He's he has done an absolutely an incredible uh, job at it because he knows what's going on. He knows what's what's needed to be done. Um, as far as in picture, I know a lot of you say, Hey Kong, once the property on the contract, how do I get pictures? Go to the, here's a company called wegolook.com and they can get pictures for you, but they don't work with individuals. They only work with LLC. So you have a company, if you have an LLC, they'll work with you. But if you don't have an LLC, they're not gonna do it. Or realtors, local realtors, right? Maybe pay for their time. Hey, how much is it gonna cost you to go and do this? And that's what I do. So, and they charge about 86 bucks to go out on behalf of your company, to take pictures, send it over to you. You you, you can pick where they'll do within a day or three days time frame or five days time frame, whatever it is. We typically get our pictures from the seller unless the property is vacant and seller is not there or cannot take pictures because they're old and, and they don't know how. Then we call, we go look, they go out there, they'll do that for you. They also actually do an inspection for you and let you know exactly what needed to be done to the property as well of you ask me, Sukong, so how can you calculate repair costs over the phone when you talk to the seller? I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take all the information and all the questions that I remember and then combine it into this, this one video. So I hope this video adds some value to you. And if it does, please show me some love. Boom! Smash that thumbs up. All right? So as far as in repairs, you need to do some legwork. You need to call some local contractor in the area and say, hey, call a roofer and ask him, hey, I have a, a house here that my partner and I are looking to fix and flip in the area. We, we're looking to work with some contractors. I want to know, this this house here is a three-bedroom, one-bath, 1,200 square feet. How much does it cost to redo the roof? Do you do the same thing with the electrical? The same thing with plumbing, right? The same thing with the painters? And they'll be able to give you a rough estimate based on square footage, number of bedroom and bathrooms. Get, they'll be able to give you a rough number, a rough estimate of how much the repairs or how much it will cost them to do that. You just need to take notes. And then over over time, you're going to get better experience. And then your buyer is going to give you some feedback. So your buyer goes out there. Your buyer says, hey, you estimated to be 20000 We see this to be 30000 in rehab. And you ask them why. And they'll tell you exactly what it is. And then you'll take notes. And then over time, the more you do it, the better you get. And the better you'll be better at calculating. When I first started in real estate, I started out as a fix and flipper. I knew nothing about construction. I didn't know anything, Nada. I didn't know what vinyl window is. I didn't know how much thing cost. But that's how I got my experience when I got into wholesaling. That's why when I talk to a seller, seller said, Hey, it's a two-bedroom, one-bath, kitchen needs to be updated. Boom. I know exactly how much it costs because I have already done it. I fix and flip for four years. Okay? But for those of you who don't, you need to make some calls. You need to talk to contractors. Or call some local realtor in the area and ask them, hey, how much how much does it cost per square footage? And they'll tell you. And once the seller gives you a square footage, you can time that by the amount, and you'll be able to kind of give you a rough estimate. But I think calling contractor is gonna be your better bet. Okay, so after the showing, the buyer said, Hey, they're ready to go, right? They're ready to go. What you now do is we said we sent our buyer a an assignment agreement with the amount through DocuSign that's a website that we use to send our contract electronically for the seller and the buyer to review and to sign after that we get the contract back we take it we email it over to our title company like I don't have to physically go or be anywhere all this can be done electronically and virtually we're tw- you guys this is 2020 come on man she some of you are still stuck in like, "Oh, I got to physically be there." No, you got to change your mindset if you want to grow, if you want to scale. Instead of building a big team that you rely on people on, you know, foot on like you rely people had to go to an office space and all that. I like to run my my business completely virtual. So all of my VAs are from the Philippines. Okay? So with the whole COVID that came down, there's nothing much changed with us. Because I've already have always done it virtually. So I did make some correction as far as in getting my price a little bit lower. Zone in on our target area. Right? And then decrease my market a little bit. Because I got to feel out what's going on with the market. We have buyers that's not that we're buying and not willing to buy. So we have to make an adjustment with that. You got to understand that you built your business around the life that you want. I don't care for office space i don't care to physically go in there and have employees to, to be there i would rather be able to travel and go anywhere and still operate my business just virtually for the deposit my buyers my bu- on both on both deal my buyer drop off a ten thousand dollars non-refundable i don't mess around with the 500 i don't mess around with the thousand our minimum is 5g you want your buyers to have a lot of skin in the game so that way if they back out Guess what? You can take some of that money, give to the seller to buy more time with them so you can find another buyer and you get your time to pay. A lot of you are letting your buyers taking taking control by giving you like a $500 deposit, $1,000 deposit. Come on, man. It's so easy to walk away with that amount. All right. So both of these are 10 G's, non-refundable. And my, my earnest money with the seller is $250. It could be a hundred bucks it could be five bucks but i decided we're going to use 250 bucks all right so if the buyer backs out i don't care i like so me my buyers want to back out i don't really care because i got to keep the 10 g's i'm going to buy more time with the seller and i'm going to mark it out boom and i'm going to sell now i'm going to make even more okay that is pretty much it that's that's from start to finish you see it's all i mean there's there's nothing magical there's not, there's no push button that everything will get done for you, okay? Everything is just, it's, it's the exact same thing, but it's just being consistent and it's just doing that same thing and duplicating and doing it over and over and over and over again. A lot of you are searching for a magical pill or or a push button that will boom do it for you, but it's not how it works. Okay, so I'm just doing, I, I just do that same process: pull the list, skip trace, call, text message. Get the seller on the phone, lock it up on a contract. Once it's on the contract, I take that contract with the seller. I send it to my local title company or an attorney. I get escrow open. I wire in my earnest money, which is two hundred and fifty bucks, right, to secure the contract. Now it becomes legit. Then I market the deal out to my cash buyer with all the website I share with you. I market out to my cash buyer. I walk. I set up a showing, walk my cash buyer through it. Once they want it, I send them an assignment agreement. Once they sign the assignment agreement, I send it to my t- uh, email to my uh, title company. My title company will email the buyer a wire instruction. So for if the buyer doesn't want to drop off a cashier check, they can wire in the funds. So the title company will email them a wire instruction. They, The buyer call their bank. The bank will f- wire in their $10,000 non-refundable. And then all you do is you just wait for the closing date. And if anything comes up with the title being not clear or there's lien or anything, your title company or your attorney is going to call you and say, hey, here's what's going on. And then you work it out with the buyer and with the seller, whatever you need to do to move this move, move this forward to closing. And listen to me, not every deal is going to be a smooth transactions. These two, I couldn't tell you the the story, but there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Right, here's how so one of them is rented, and here's what we did. So what we did is that we told uh the seller that hey the property's currently rented, renters in there right now. So for us, what we did was we did what's called a, a um a holdback. So some seller will agree, some seller will not agree if the renter's in there. But for us, what we did was we do a holdback on our funds. Okay, we did a holdback on our funds. So, uh, so we, we did a, uh, a $2,500 holdback. So until, so when the renter vacate the property, it, within 30 days of closing, that's what we told our buyers, renter's going to vacate the property because we talked to the renter already. They're in the process of moving out. We actually gave the renter some money. We gave the renters, uh, I think, about 750 bucks for them to go ahead and move to a new place. So you can do cash for keys, you can offer renters some cash, okay? And then after the 30 days of closing, renters vacate, buyer comes in, take over the property. So we did a $2,500 holdback, which means after closing and 30 days later, if the renter still stay in the property, then our 2,500 bucks will go to the buyer. And buyer can take that, right, because they gotta pay some some of our buyers get harmony or private money lender so they got to pay the interest on their money and that's why they want to hold back if the renter doesn't move out they get to use that money to do whatever they need it to do all right so that's when it comes to dealing with renters or whatnot you can do cash for keys you can do a hold back with the buyers that's pretty much it i hope once again i hope this video adds some value to you um if it does boom show me some love smash the thumbs up if you're new to the channel welcome to the wholesale to Million family be sure to boom smash that sub- subscribe button turn on the bell notification so when i upload a new video or when i go live you get notified if you have any questions comment below and i'm more than happy to answer it now listen things don't happen overnight it happens over time it took me Uh, 10 years to get to the point where I have system and a team in place it's a slow moving progress for me so don't think that boom you have everything figured out within six months or within two months or within a year I'm still constantly learning taking new tools on implement it and then sharing with you anyways you guys take care I wish you all the best but let's go get this money take care Ciao.